0: network hello it's is the hardcore legend mick foley and you are listening to the roughhouse podcast yeah the opinions
1: expressed in the roughhouse podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the wwe lucha underground impact wrestling ring of honor gfw are they even still a thing mcw pro wrestling czw nads flappy sack marvel studios kellogg's frisky's cat food
2: at the rough
0: house where black people and white people watch wrestling and expanding people too and all people
3: and hi everybody hello welcome the quarantine house continues i'm marty day
1: and I would be Kristoff, and uh, you know it's uh, it was a big week in the world of the pro res. So uh, we had WrestleMania mm-hmm. with uh, with zero people in attendance. We have uh, more people on this phone call right now than uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're in the crowd at WrestleMania. So yeah. uh, Marty and myself, and we're joined by the OG, our uh, our good brother, brother uh, Justin Schlegel, rejoins the show for one night only. <laughs> hey, buddy,
2: what's going on, fellas? How you uh, feeling? Uh, I'm I'm. Feeling probably the same as you guys. A little cooped up. Mm -hmm. A little cooped up.
1: Yeah, well, we don't have kids. So you. No, you
2: don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Oh, it's a prison of flesh. It is a prison of meat and bone. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I promise this won't devolve into that as episodes years past occasionally would. But, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, can I send you both a picture that uh-huh. I sent to the family this morning? There's a very large family uh, group text. Uh, I'm, sh- and I'm sure that's saying, a blast. It really is great. It just a lot of zings, a lot of zazzes. <laughs> and uh, everyone's wishing each other. A happy Easter, and I decided to chime in myself with this little gem. I just sent it to you, gentlemen. It's in your phones if you'd like to enjoy that Easter treat I just sent
0: them. So just let okay. me know when you've got it. Oh, 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 oh wow! Oh, wow! That, that, uh, that, one, that one takes a moment. <laughs>
3: yeah, mana
2: yeah,
3: did the find thumbnail. Money.
0: Yeah,
2: mana chuckle at the hidden image in the chocolate bunny oh, <laughs> boy. what sort of sweet jamaican goop would pour out of that thing <laughs> practice. um but i hope you two have been well don't think i haven't been monitoring the patreon and lord knows i'm rather displeased with oh it's
1: it's, it's it's all but dead at this point There's <laughs> a- okay
2: let's Let's get back on that shit. There's two things I need you guys to do. Uh-huh. Get at the fucking checkbook and get on that Patreon page, okay? You got a couple of stones to get towards these people. A couple of shekels. And I need you guys to purchase a cameo from me. Yay. I'm in a cameo now, okay? Yeah, So buddy. be sure to go to cameo. Oh, <clears throat> I need you to go to cameo.com slash Justin98rock. And for $20, I'll say literally whatever you want me to within reason, with no profanity or slurs of any sort. But I've cut promos on people. I've discussed what it takes to be a good wrestling fan, as my opinion is concerned. Um, one guy actually tried to get me to convince his wife to not leave him. Oh, and how'd that I work out? I don't think I helped. I don't <laughs> think I helped. I think um. I exacerbated the process. If she was going to wait till this was over, she's probably just going to head off into the night like Charlize Theron did in The Road. And the coldest of it was her final gift as she was raped and eaten by cannibals. So cameo.com slash Justin98rock. Happy Wrestling Easter. In Cormac Indian McCarthy
1: races. coming at you.
2: Cormac McCarthy quotes all day long. If you want to do a Cormac cast, I'll talk to you about Blood Meridian. If you want to talk um, The Judge, I'll talk about Child of God. I'll talk about one of the most depraved efforts to ever put pen to paper in uh, book history. Marty, are you familiar with the works of Cormac McCarthy? I,
3: I, that I am. That I am. And what I was going to say is that at the rate, uh, at, at least my my dear friend Chris's interest in mainstream professional wrestling is going, we may need to just totally shift the focus of the show. So <laughs> that that's a good as option is as any.
2: I will. If you guys want to do the Cormac cast, I'm here to do McCarthy's assholes with you guys all day long. Again, particularly in regards to one of my favorite characters of his, The Judge, who... Uh, I believe just forces himself nude on Indians in the Wild West and carries around a man with learning disabilities in a cage and it's wow, it's Liberty dream. I'm pretty much reading Evan chapter after chapter each night before he heads <laughs> to bed because I can't wait to pay for therapy. Chris, uh, Marty yes. just dropped a little, a little a hint of something here um, you're very very busy blessedly so, thank goodness I hope the profession's going okay and You haven't been affected by all this. One of them is. My my trivia gigs have dried
1: up since there's no bars to do trivia in, so that sucks.
2: the baseline day job still good to go.
1: Day job's good to go. Sitting right here all day long.
2: Good. Marty, how about you? Yeah,
3: uh, all all going well. Thankfully, uh, retrieved a new gig just before the world went to hell and still have said gig. My guy, and
2: I'm still doing okay. Shout out Hurst. Thank God. One of the only companies not letting people go man oh man chris you should crack open the trades today a big gun got his head cut off i don't even want to get into it but a really big yeah i'll give you a hint he's named after one of the brothers of destruction and that's all you need to know uh oh it ain't good it ain't good you do your own digging this isn't a radio podcast but (laughs) uh i'll hit up uh, dcr tv Oh, it's probably the whole page. Just keep scrolling. <laughs> Hi, guys. I got a scoop here from one of my inside sources. If anybody knows
3: DCR TV, you uh, know that's exactly yeah. what that guy sounds like. Jesus God yeah. in heaven. This is the first time I've heard people talk about DCR TV out loud oh. since I went to broadcasting school. Yeah, oh. he's it,
1: it, the, the Dave Meltzer of uh, local radio, so <laughs> yeah. so he would like to
2: think. <laughs> yes, yes. there you yes. go. Yes, the inside man that's the, never been inside. The
1: radio dirt sheets, if you will. Uh.
2: But... Marty did, uh, he slid something in real quiet. Like, uh, the reason I bring up all of the professions, yada, yada, you've been busy, I've been busy, Marty, I'm glad to hear you've been busy. We haven't been able to talk much about wrestling, or even if at all, a lot of that is on me. So I don't know what your temperature or mood is right now to the mainstream product, and what Marty just alluded to, you're not very pleased right now. Um, (laughs) Give me a a, a slug line. Give me something to, to, a quick... A quick dossier, bring me up to speed, a debriefing, and I'm not talking about getting these britches around my knees, a debriefing (laughs) on where you're at right now with pro wrestling.
1: Well, pro wrestling as a whole, um, (laughs) yeah, okay, let's, let's break it down here. Okay. It's, it's, it's the WWE that I have. The majority of my problems with right now uh-huh. um not to say that aew is batting a thousand which they're not and who could in this situation obviously we haven't had a new japan in going on two and a half months now so that's kind of not even in the in the picture to talk
2: about not even a factor yeah yeah, yeah. which
1: is a shame because we missed new japan cup and a whole bunch of big shows and it's a lot that could be happening right now in new Japan, a lot of angles that were being built that we were looking forward to. And if now you're getting into the whiskey real early
2: in the day there, but Hey, it's uh, a holiday. <laughs> remember what you guys brought up that I have that you don't <laughs> all day, all day. I Good haven't man. been sober since January. Continue. <laughs> um,
1: so I, I think, and I, I, I hate to, 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 sound like this internet purchase microphone, fucking nerd screaming into a void here. But Vince McMahon
2: <laughs> is
1: a problem with uh, the the pro wrestling product right now. I think – and I ta- we talked about this on last week's show – that uh, in my opinion, they should not have done WrestleMania because doing WrestleMania as they did it devalued the brand of WrestleMania, which was Vince's number one brand. Um, and to do a mania that did not feel or look – or really, I mean, they still got the same results in Ring and told the stories mostly of how they wanted to, but everything is devalued because you didn't get crowd response along with it. Think of how um, crazy the crowd would have gone when Drew McIntyre beat Brock Lesnar or, um, you know, the, the latter match that would have been insane. And those guys still, you know, did a hell of a job. The three of them just throwing their bodies around with a wild disregard for their own well-being. Uh, but it, it's 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 just not the same and i know they're trying to you know they they put this press release out yesterday and i think the quote was they're so woven into the fabric of our lives um that it's it's they have to continue to do live shows Fuck off. You are not. Okay. Like, take a fucking pill, Vince, and simmer down. You're, yeah. and, you know, with the continued stories that, you know, three to five people possibly have been uh, treated for coronavirus, um, you know, you're putting people's lives at stake, their livelihoods at stake, their families at stake. And, and it's just <clears throat> it, the juice for me isn't worth the squeeze. Okay. Uh, so, you know, where, where do you stand on things?
2: Uh, before I give you my thoughts on it, Marty, let me hear from you. What do you What do you think? Because Kristoff made some pretty damn valid points there. What about you? No, I, I I'm very much uh,
3: aligned with that in in so much as even you know the product that I enjoy more right now, EEW, both shows for what are supposed to be escapes. You put them on and they're in an empty arena, or in the case of AEW, a random warehouse filled with a heel crowd and a face crowd that is distanced by six feet it's not an escape you're you're reminded within seconds this isn't the product you like this isn't the show that you're enjoying so while there were and i'm sure we're gonna get into it there were moments of the mania weekend that i thought were enjoyable and showed different things that pro wrestling could be on the whole yeah i i i didn't have that moment of, oh, this is really fun and enjoyable and I'm forgetting about things. It's, oh, this is an odd version of professional wrestling because the coronavirus is a thing and now I'm going to remember that for the next three hours.
2: Yeah, I'll take sort of a middle-of-the-road stand. I don't want to be like wishy-washy or milk toast here, but I, I was glad they did it. But at the same time, as I watched it and in hindsight, and even the lead up to it, I was like, I would be okay if you didn't do it mm-hmm. and wait until SummerSlam and just made SummerSlam like Summer Mania or something like that. A yeah. weird once-off, you know, Summer Mania, double main event, double day. I like the double day idea. Mm-hmm. I am all about the two days idea, cutting mm-hmm. in two four-hour chunks. I hope that's the way it is from now on. Selfishly so. Selfishly. Sure. I am glad that they did it. Because I have just been drinking in media and doing everything I can to take my mind off the boredom of the world. I mean, I'll say this. I've said this before. That Tiger King show wouldn't be anywhere near as popular as it was with people if we weren't sitting inside with literally nothing to do except watch Carol Baskin's fat ass definitely kill her (laughs) ex-husband by feeding him a tiger. That happened for real. Um, I don't think that show would have been as popular had they not uh, had a captive audience, essentially. So here they are. Oh, hey, look, I'm the, like the ambassador. Hey, babe, could you uh, get the baby, please? Thank you. <laughs> 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 uh,
3: Happy Easter.
2: <laughs>
0: go upstairs, buddy.
2: Go upstairs. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. Shut the door.
0: Oh, ma'am, You know what I'm going to do? I'm thinking I'm going to throw these away. I'm going to throw those away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
2: holding my, I'm holding up my blue chill. Um, yeah. But, yeah, getting back to what I was saying, I I was glad they did it because I selfishly needed entertainment and I needed something to just take my mind off the world. But then as I watched it, to Marty's point, and, and, and some to yours, Chris, about the devaluing, while I was like, ah, oh, cool, I'm watching a wrestling event tonight, you just can't help but be reminded – what a weird, freakish, bizarro universe we're in as you're seeing the grandest stage of them all be the least grand thing you've ever seen. I mean, I've been to a WrestleMania. You guys have been to live events. I've seen yeah. the spectacle firsthand and then seeing this brutal, neutered version of it. D- does anybody here... God, uh, Chris, how old are you, man? You're the... thirty. Marty, you're the youngest. How old are you, Marty? Uh, I'm 35. 35. Okay, yeah. did anybody here ever remember the AWA? Okay, did anyone here ever see what happened at the end of the AWA when they were dying, when Vern Gagne couldn't keep the train on the tracks anymore financially, what they did? Are you talking about the weird pilot where it was like in front of a virtual crowd or whatever? I saw that. That was a freakish, what were they thinking? But they ended up, because they literally couldn't draw anyone to the shows, they did this angle where they said there had been too much audience interference and... You had to watch out for the safety of the wrestlers so they were going to do it from a closed studio. Right. And everyone was smart enough to know. I mean, this was way pre-internet. There was no internet. This was the new, early 80s that everyone knew they saw the product die and they did it inside of a closed warehouse. And it was awful and it was quiet and it was small and it was like the athlete that you knew should have given up long ago, or the musician, you're like, oh god, you're 10 albums beyond where you should have called it a day. Mm -hmm. And I'm watching this thing, and while entertained it sometimes, and I'll I'll tell you about some stuff that I was very proud of them doing. Yes, as I watched it, my mind was split in two halves. One, thank god I have something to watch. Two, oh my god, look what's become of my beloved WrestleMania. Mm. And I would have wanted them to wait until uh, SummerSlam. Now. Chris, you're still pretty well in the know, and Marty, I assume you would as well. That with the way everything's going, who knows if there's going to be a SummerSlam? Yeah. Who knows if they're going to, maybe behind the scenes, they said, we either do this thing now or we cancel it. We roll the dice, we push it to SummerSlam. This thing doesn't clear up this COVID 19 anytime soon. And then SummerSlam's fucked. And we've pushed WrestleMania into SummerSlam. And now that's canceled and now we don't have any events. So I think this was them maybe choosing the, God, let's just do this option. It was literally, it's like choosing what I want, cancer aid, so I want a diarrhea <laughs> stew or cat shit taco. It's gonna taste terrible, we gotta eat. It was, I don't think they were happy with having to go forward with it, but I do think we will look back come new year of 2021 and say it was the right decision because I don't foresee us going from no one can get together at all in April, and I don't think May, June to August. Correct. Uh, end of August is yeah. SummerSlam. Yeah, mid August usually. So we're yeah. looking, we're looking May, June, July, August, four months. We're gonna go from no one can hang out to sixty thousand people can right. pile into a stadium. I don't think it's gonna ramp back up that quickly. I don't think there's going to be widespread enough testing for this stuff by then. A vaccine isn't rumored to be released until next year, so I think it was the it was the the least dumb play. I don't want to call it a smart play, but it was the least <laughs> dumb play to still do this thing best of the instead bad of options. just not. It was literally the best of the bad options. Yeah. Um, now, but again, I, I don't think it permanently devalued the the brand of wrestlemania but there's forever gonna be this weird asterisk Mm -hmm. over 2020 drew mcintyre's reign um the goldberg Strowman malarkey as you pointed out the 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 ladder match all the things like that the debuts on raw the next night and on smackdown for people that the crowd would have gone explosive for these are things that people look forward to their entire lives and my, my, I'll give you an example, small, local level. My neighbor kid is like a goddamn genius. He's one of those kids that somehow graduates with like a fucking 4.2. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> like, and the kid was going to be, uh, what was it, magna cum laude of his class. And he was going to give the commencement speech at his high school graduate. This kid right. literally works his whole life right. to be a superhuman because he's going to go to the Naval Academy. And at the last moment, it's taken from him. And yeah. he's not doing well thinking about this and all these people drew drew McIntyre, let's keep getting back to him yeah. this guy was hired fired hired NXT brought him up anointed the chosen one forever ago kiss of death disappears this guy has probably one of the greatest phoenix rising from the ashes stories in pro wrestling my god how could this guy have reached so low and then so high again and all through hard work all through dedication. That guy is a John Cena level. Yes, sir. What do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. And he finally gets to get the strap on him at WrestleMania. And no one's there to see it. Yeah. And I released that statement about how it'll always be special and how this will be. <clears throat> because it was so weird, no one will ever forget. But I know in your heart of hearts, the same way Rollins held up the title after cashing in money in the bank, the same way... Daniel Bryan held it up after beating you know, mm-hmm. Batista and Orton uh, mm-hmm. the same way after The Rock finally was defeated by Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he was anointed Austin 316. You got to put those in the air, and you hear people describe that wave, that sonic rush at you, and he got nothing. Yeah, It has to feel like the most hollow, hollow of victories. So yeah, I know I'm 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 bouncing all over the place as my stance on it. Glad they did it. Would have understood what they didn't, why they didn't, or excuse me, understand why they wouldn't have had they decided not to. And I think in hindsight we'll be like, okay, I'm glad they still did because I think SummerSlam is going to look just like this. I don't think SummerSlam is going to look any different. Yeah,
3: I mean, it already looks like we're heading towards uh, a money in the bank, not in our backyard, but instead uh, in the Performance Center, like every show for the foreseeable future. So, yeah, probably a a similar SummerSlam to that. Um, But yeah, Drew McIntyre uh, being uh, anointed, I I will say, was one of the highlights for me, just because, uh, as you said, he does have that that hell of a story. And he's definitely put in the work and I was very happy to
2: see that. How uh, great was his training montage video? Oh, tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous. Dude, that looked better than certain parts of Liam Neeson's Rob Roy. Otherwise known <laughs> as not Braveheart. I, I thought that was the shit. Imagine by the way, side note, you come up with a movie like Rob Roy, a sweeping English epic about uh, an average man having to fight off the wrongs of the nobles and they drop motherfucking Braveheart on top of your ass at the same time. Are you shitting me? Really? Really? It's like Quentin Tarantino dropping Pulp Fiction the same year Forrest Gump came out. Sorry to hear about your damn luck.
1: It's (laughs) the deep impact to the Armageddon. It is. It's the The volcano to the Dante's Peak. Dante's
2: Peak to what the other one was. Volcano, Um, Tommy Lee Jones and Ambition. Volcano, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Which one had the guy jump off the subway car and just melt into the... uh, (laughs) into the lava stream. He was saving another man and he dove into the lava stream and like walked through the lava to deliver his friend.
1: It was Dante's Peak. It was... God, that scene is awesome.
2: It (laughs) sucks so much, but it's great.
1: Um, That was more about the pyroclastic flow than lava. Volcano had the lava in downtown LA.
3: Pyroclastic
2: flow. Yeah. What a a turn of phrase. Isn't a local pop-punk band called Pyrotastic Flow (laughs) by August? Shut down music. Because Christoph just gifted you a golden egg, you fucking idiots! Subscribe to the Patreon. Um, now, the way—let me ask you about this too, because this this did present an interesting opportunity. I, I've been saying this on the air a lot on the radio show. Um, the way the world has just gone, you know, fuck nut sideways, has created a lot of R and D opportunities for companies to try stuff, live fire tests for things they might have never done before, yeah. just to see how they work uh lord knows our station is running with minimal people and we are we are pretty confident that when we come back on they will restore the staff to what it was but there are other stations doing the same your entercoms your ihearts that are going wait a minute a hundred people worked here and we got it down to 15 and it still made sense you don't need to come back anymore like they're gonna do shit like that yeah well the wwe had a chance to try these pre-filmed, produced vignettes. A lot of stuff was pre-filmed. But the produced camera crew, Mm -hmm. special effects vignettes, they had a chance to do a couple of questions. Obviously, what did you think of them? You had Taker, AJ, and then you had the Firefly Funhouse. And how do you think they would have gone, or if they would have done them, Or maybe you know the Scuttlebutt and I don't about had they planned on doing them already, had there been a live crowd, how would they have shown that to a live crowd if they still would have done that? If they still would have done – would A.J. Taker just have been A.J. and Taker in a ring or would they have gone and done what they did and then showed it on a big screen where everyone looked up and watched it live? Uh, I know I threw a couple of quandaries and questions at you. Yeah.
1: Well, I think if you look back to the Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, House of Horrors bit that they did, which was really their first foray into this sort of thing, um, didn't really go over well, um, and they showed, it was weird because it was like half and half, they showed part of it on the big screen and it ended up ending in the screen, in the ring. Sort of like
2: the old gold dust Backlot brawl thing that right. took place that's back that's, and then came to the ring, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess that was really their first foray into it way back when. Um, and I think that probably stands the test of being the best one. And maybe that's, you know, uh, oh, rose colored glasses.
0: Oh, they are. You have two <laughs>
2: rubies buried <laughs> into your eyes. I'm begging you. Go watch the Backlot Broad. It's funny you bring it up. I watched it uh, last fall for whatever reason. Somebody talked about it on a podcast about how they filmed the thing. I went and watched it. Man, it is it's like trying to play a Sega Saturn game these days. You're like <laughs> Really bad. <that well? laughs>
0: right. It's it ain't
2: great. Yeah. So ain't the great.
1: the, ro- the rose color glasses are there, but okay. So I don't know how it would have worked uh had this situation not happened. Would AJ and Taker have had a match? I'm going to guess probably. Um and to be honest, this was probably the best case scenario for uh the Undertaker. Okay. Oh, now I 100% I am very um, uh, notorious, I guess, for my fucking – what's leaned into direct hatred uh, and uh, resentment and just uh, fury and just why the fuck are you still here attitude for The Undertaker. Um, And I think that is what really kept me from letting go and, you know – just letting the ridiculousness of that Boneyard match come over me. Um, because, and there were a lot of parallels uh, and a lot of people saying that this was, you know, the most Lucha Underground thing that WWE has done. And just saying those two hallowed words around me should, you know, you know uh, perk up my bits. Um, but it just didn't, I don't know, it didn't really it didn't really mesh for me. And again, I'm probably just blinded by my overall hatred of the undertaker. And I'll, I'll, I'll just admit that.
2: Okay. Well, no, you're honest there. I, I enjoyed it because I'm not quite in your camp yet. As far as like, I hate the undertaker. I've always loved the undertaker, but um, getting back to my band that should have quit 10 albums ago, athlete that should have taken a knee and left the field for a younger gun. We, we have that now we're so far out to see, with him in some yeah. of his matches and some of them becoming dangerous. The Goldberg yeah. match in yeah. Saudi Arabia. Yep. Some of the more uh, I guess that was worth watching MessalMania 34 with the Cena stuff where he wasn't going to be there, but then he was there. Yeah. Um I'm glad that they kind of did the biker taker bit, which was fun, like a weird hybrid biker taker. Plus I love, you know, now that we're dead, which was a fun little Metallica snippet at the very, very yeah. beginning. So I'm glad they did that. Uh I did I did appreciate it. Uh I yes, I thought this was a best case scenario for the Undertaker and for AJ. Uh I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I know you you know you said uh comparing it to a Lucha Underground. I was comparing it more to uh the Hardy Compound mm-hmm. right. than Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground I thought was just so fantastical and so magical and mystical. And this only had like the slightest developments to that like House Hardy and all that. Yeah. That um I'd love to get your thoughts on that with AEW, by the way, which might cost me a job there. I think (laughs) uh, this was more towards the Matt Hardy stuff than the Lucha Underground stuff. And um, the Druids were weird. Like, why they were on AJ's side, I thought that was a taker bit. I would have liked to see them explore the compound a little bit more. Yeah. But I thought I did like, here's what I did like quite a bit, quite a bit. The music. In the ambience if you listen to right. my show i always like to have a little bit of music playing in the background just a little accoutrement scary story scary music goofy story goofy music something exciting i play the ufc or pride theme in the background that whoever did the score did a great job as undertaker's starting to lose and you hear that somber piano and they did all the after effects with the punches where so, I think Lucha did that too. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. Did Lucha do that? Oh,
1: they they, they totally put in slaps and punches.
2: Post. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's an ADR, yeah. and you know what? I'm okay with it. When you heard AJ punching Undertaker, Undertaker punching AJ, or the crack of the um, shovel across his back, and they did yeah. post effects with that, yeah. I like that. And I thought because I had seen so much of the stuff before at WrestleMania 36, why didn't they do that? for the rest of the matches, even if it was in ring. Even if it was in ring, you have a chance to go back and gussy some stuff up a little bit, add just a little stink to the punches, a little slap sound effect to the kicks. Yeah. Or why not, as someone's getting the upper hand in the match, have their music like lightly playing underneath of them? I thought that they had a chance to get more creative with the product outside of Firefly Funhouse and the Boneyard match by adding effects to the in-ring stuff in post, and I wanted to see them do that, because I love the post effects for Boneyard and somewhat for the Bray Wyatt stuff. So I,
3: I, I'm i with you on that, but uh, I'm not sure if you had a chance to see NXT this week. I did not. Um, well, uh it's a prime example of how we had two examples of Romania weekend where with the taker AJ match and Cena and Bray Wyatt, that this whole post-produced format works very well. We had the quote unquote final showdown. What was it one last beat? I think they called it Chris. Yeah. Black heart
1: versus rebel hearts. Yeah, one last okay. beat
3: Gargano versus Ciampa. And it was a super produced. It was definitely like the, the love child of Jeremy Borash's work with the final deletion with let's be honest, every single overdramatic trope that Shawn Michaels likes to use as a road agent, and okay. to me this was proof positive that it can work really well, or it can turn your product into absolute dramatic mess. And as much as I would have loved... Coming off of Media Weekend, yeah, let's do this all the time. Let's have all the post production Wednesday night. There's proof positive of holy hell, this can suck and suck bad. Really, I have to watch that. Okay,
2: so they did do a version of what I was suggesting with. Accoutrement and audio. Was there like ambient music playing in the background and sad string? No, it it could have used that
3: silence. Yeah, awkward. No commentary either. Which no
1: commentary. And what was really well, what I found hysterical is that I, for whatever reason, I threw the subtitles on, and at a certain (laughs) point, like the subtitles said silence, and I thought about screenshotting it because I thought that's pretty hysterical. (gasps) And another one when they were outside fighting on top of a trailer, which we just saw the other day at Main uh with the edge orton match uh it said crickets chirping and i also wanted to <laughs> screenshot that because that was also Ooh. hysterical just because they were outside and there were yeah. literal crickets chirping but yeah, that was put on yeah. the closed caption but yeah so, it, was, it was overdone melt uh, melodrama and it just... definitely super homoerotic too Oh yeah, there were definitely wow. some, uh, some, some touchy, <laughs> some hand touchy feelies. in
0: there. I mean, <laughs> oh, I was yeah. just
1: waiting for you know t- uh, Champa to just rip off his pants and just start savaging you know uh, Gargano's escape.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna
2: suck your will to fight out of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> be... mm. we, we weren't uh, far away yeah. uh, from so- it, man. We talk. OK, I will go watch that. Thank you. I'm going to be very curious to see how that was, especially the no commentary bit, because uh, one of the, the praises that I see, I have not watched a lot of NXT recently, is that Morrow, who's, you know, a bit of a motor mouth, but not to, as Corey Graves would allude, a detriment this time to a benefit because it's okay. so quiet in there to have Morrow constantly providing a bit of a play by play, probably pretty helpful. Um, so we we talked Boneyard, let's go to the other night And I know we're kind of all over the card here right now There's yeah. a bunch of stuff I didn't even bother watching no, But weird. Firefly Funhouse, what did you think? Uh, I, I thought it was
3: one of the weirdest And probably most bold things I've ever seen on WWE television I don't know if that means it's a success But if anything, I appreciated uh to to use a hackneyed analogy i appreciated that they were able to put a rocket into space even if they didn't necessarily land where they intended to
0: mm, okay chris uh
1: it was it was interesting creative um you know i thought For the story they were telling, Um, it was pretty well executed in terms of the little universe, pocket universe of the WWE universe that they had created with this Firefly Funhouse. Um, I enjoyed that one more, I think. Um, And again, uh, admittedly blinded by pure hatred for The Undertaker, uh, definitely (laughs) (laughs) not only the performer, the person also is a kind of a piece of shit in my eyes but um the the cena wyatt bit you know it kind of seemed kind of seemed like a write-off of john cena maybe for good uh you know they kind of went through all of his failures and bray wyatt's failures and successes and you know it, it all came down to the one moment at wrestlemania 30 during their match where you know Cena, uh, Bray offered himself up uh, to get hit by the chair. And then, you know, Cena, that was where everything kind of turned for both of them. So mm-hmm. I, it was it was clever. I, I I I did enjoy it and it made you kind of, you know, it, you kind of turned your head to the side. Like, what the fuck did I just watch? But when you go back and, you know, read a couple of pieces that were written about it and s- somebody may have seen something that you didn't looking at the overall picture, I think it was pretty well done.
2: It was interesting. Um, I'll, I'll kind of lean more towards Marty here as far as like, uh, just because you can, should you sort of <laughs> like it was it creative. Yes. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to because of this, the inevitable making of, or one day behind the scenes, X WWE employee revolution, uh, revelation of yeah. the night or the nights that that was filmed because if it's to be believed from interviews with people like uh, Matt Hardy and, to a lesser extent, Moxley, that uh, an earlier point of yours, Chris, with Vince, just not knowing what the fuck's going on anymore, mm. that I don't see how he had hand one yeah, and that at all. I mean, maybe he signed off on the It's Such Good Shit puppet, but... That was obviously a line made popular by Moxley during his departure interview yeah. with Talk is Jericho. I will be very curious to see how much of that thing got made in spite of Vince McMahon instead of due to Vince McMahon, because that was so far out there. I, I could see Vince watching Boneyard and being like, good, that's what we're going for. It's, it's We, we want to be a movie business. The old um, uh, beyond the mat. We yeah, don't make yeah. wrestling. We're not wrestling. We make movies. Type thing. That's what he's always wanted to do, and he got to do that with Boneyard, which I, I did enjoy Boneyard more than this thing. I think Boneyard's going to be more watchable in the long run than this. You go back and watch it, and it was it. I hasten to call it a match. Also, it's like you yeah. can't even really call the thing a match. It was a, um, a vignette. It was really only. Two moves, maybe um, when he yeah. got attacked as Johnny Large Meat, and then at the end with the Claw. Don't think I didn't laugh my ass off at Johnny Large Meat, and don't think I'm not buying the John Cena NWO poster on www.shop.com, which they are selling the John Cena NWO image, which that's getting that's getting framed. I'm putting that up in my room. Uh, it was very it was cinematically it was well shot and clever and they rebuilt the scenes with his old gear and the Mm -hmm. smackdown fist and all that i popped for the fist yeah i popped for the fist they played some inside baseball with some of the the language and some of the things that they said um and i think they might know that they just had so many hardcores just watching maybe they can get away with a little bit more inside baseball Mm -hmm. than the standard okay, let's have Flo Rida's fans watch this because they heard Flo Rida will be here again. I think they're like, all right, a lot of inside baseball wannabes are going to watch this thing and enjoy it. I'm glad they did. I don't know what I watched. I do feel (laughs) like you're right, and this is going to be a long time right off of John Cena, who will pull a rock and come back next WrestleMania or the WrestleMania after that. But yeah, I don't think you see any cena at all moving forward from i understand it's going to be Braun and bray moving forward yeah so i'll be curious to see if they have any allusions to the old um white family family. relationship between those two yeah and i I did you know it did do it did endear me quite a bit Uh, i've never had a a, a qualm or quibble with john cena the man as robotic as he is for him to go along with everything and from what I understand from listening to interviews, he actually had a lot of insight to make it extra weird. Yeah. And all that. That that did endear me to <clears throat> man, this guy just will say fucking yes to anything and do what he can. And anytime it's ever been, you know, Cena Wins L O L, it probably wasn't him saying I need to go over, it was probably somebody pushing him there to do what they feel like needs to be done. All right, not like he disagreed with it all, but uh right. I thought, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if I, because I, I did go back and watch Boneyard. I haven't had the desire to go back and watch this. Okay, fair enough. Missed the Sister Abigail presentation, by the way. Would have liked to have a little, a little peek from her. Just mm-hmm. I, that's what I was also hoping to. Like, mm-hmm. let's see if they do Abigail somehow. Yeah, let's see yeah, if they yeah. have her pop up and make a little appearance or something like that. But mm, I guess the Wyatt stuff is forever behind them, and that bit of lore is left to history. Well, yeah, what's
3: well, funny? Oh, Go sorry. Ahead. Uh, I, I not not to, to, to transition too far out That's of this. Fine. Um, I just wanted to know while we have you, Justin, uh, Chris and I basically teed off on the whole replacement of Roman Reigns with the sudden shift to Braun
2: Strowman. And now, of course, Braun that Roman was Champion. so funny.
3: Yeah. Well, where do gun- you sit with that?
2: Uh, I, I get it. I fully get it. I mean, this is a guy that's had leukemia. I have no sure. no uh, problems with him not wanting to be yeah. there. Like this is a guy that's like, I catch this stuff, I die. So it's like, you're fine. I get it. I think there's still a contingent of fans that would be like, oh my god, Roman's wrestling for the title again. I'm not one of them. I wouldn't have minded seeing him just spear Goldberg. My uh, your Undertaker, Chris, is my Goldberg is get away from yeah. this thing because at least The Undertaker has a move set and doesn't hurt people and kind of knows who he is and he gets that he's the old man. I mean, you even heard it in the Boneyard match talking about being old and being beaten up and all this. Goldberg is still under the impression he's a superhero
0: yeah. and
2: is <laughs> and doing it for the kids and the kids are like, we don't know who this old man is. Please go away with your two moves and boring promos. I, I've been so glad to get that was the big head scratcher for me going into this thing. I was like Jesus Christ, you have Goldberg with the belt, which I don't think anybody cared about. No, it didn't work last time when he took it off Owens. It didn't work yeah. this time when he took it off the Fiend. It just didn't work. So I think we all heard the news and paid attention to the line from Triple H recently demoted Paul Levesque that <laughs> there'll be a there'll be a unique way we're going to write Roman out of the program and then yeah. we'll it was
0: unique. It was. It was
2: unique. Like we have a plan, and the plan is to do absolutely jack shit <laughs> and just put a person in who's been kind of floundering as a mid card. Yeah, that's
0: it. That's yeah. the whole plan.
2: He just lost the intercontinental title a
1: num a couple weeks ago to Sami Zayn, and now he's challenging and winning the universal title.
2: I was like, you lost yeah. the title. To a guy, you lost the title to Ska Guevara, okay? <laughs> and now you're, you are immediately thrust into the main event at Mania. Let's, okay, let's hypothesize here for a second. Let's, uh, Braun Strowman, they actually make some kind of sense and say, hey, uh, we didn't set this up at all. We didn't have a lot of time to set this up. We had a little bit of time to set this up. I mean, they were advertising Roman being at WrestleMania that Monday, um, that Friday.
0: Friday, or, still uh, had the, uh, yeah, that, yeah. that
2: was when they announced it was the day before. So they have minimal runway, but they don't use Braun because, frankly, I didn't think Braun made sense. Hey, I'm happy he's holding the title, but I would have liked to have seen a build to get him there. But yeah. here's where we're at. Who would you have seen in Braun's place instead of him? And how do you introduce said person? Ah,
1: boy, I mean, on the spot of people who weren't involved in WrestleMania already. Uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, why not have put Aleister Black in that position and gotten rid of that Bobby lashley Alistair Black match that made zero sense? I mean, at least Black had been presented as somebody who's tough to beat and uh, and a solid challenger. I know he's on a different show, but at least he would have, you know, had a little bit of build behind him, just off the top Mm -hmm. of my head.
3: Yeah, the, there's part of me that kind of feels like he kicked the can down the road at that point. I mean, the the appeal of the only appeal I could see of the Goldberg title reign in aggregate was the idea of oh, you know, Spear versus Spear. This whole to do with him and Roman, sure. kick it down the road to uh, SummerSlam or Survivor Series or whatever the hell it would be. I mean, I recognize that kind of monopolizes one belt for you know the Fox show and and everything, but I don't know. It just there really wasn't for me even though Braun, i guess will be okay as the top guy on on uh, smackdown there wasn't an obvious plug-in
2: and i would have just pushed it back until he could have properly put it on roman i would have done one of two things and one being just that just being like guess what match ain't happening that's it either just don't do it yeah. don't do the match or have the replacement be oh my god what's happening this is amazing why not finn Balor?'" Why not Finn Balor? He was stuck in the
1: UK, I think. I don't think he could get over.
2: Couldn't get over there? All right, let's replace that. I was going to say an NXT personality. I was going to say Finn Balor. I was going to say Keith Lee or Adam Cole. Come in, and they go. (laughs) Adam Cole beating Goldberg? Hell yeah. Hell (laughs) yeah. And he has to do it. All he does is literally stand in the corner and let that big, charging, dumb rhino ape dive into the ring corner and beat himself, which Goldberg in Canon has done so many times, That's especially right. in WCW at Halloween true. havoc when he almost knocked himself out, he he'd recreate the famous Halloween havoc spot where he ran so hard at Diamond Dallas page, he speared the turnbuckle and knocked himself out for real. So you get Cole who now has the WWE title. Charlotte has got the NXT title, so you're kind of doing a little bit of flipsies there, where yeah. you get some people that are taking the strap to one direction, someone that takes it in the other. If you're gonna m- mix it up, go go balls out with it, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. don't do it at all. Yeah. And I would have I would have loved to have seen Finn Balor first. Adam Cole second, Keith Lee. Keith Lee is physically the most believable. Okay. Finn Balor has a history with the title, but you can't get there as Christoph pointed out. And Adam Cole has been so dominant so long in NXT, but in a slimy way. I feel like Goldberg could have beaten himself, and then it's such an Adam Cole way to have won yeah. that if Goldberg knocks himself out and there's Adam Cole like looking down, just like puts his hand on him, one, two, three, and he gets yeah. the belt and yeah, undisputed yeah, yeah. era. Undisputed era just becomes even more greasily insufferable because <laughs> he gets to talk about beating the legendary Goldberg when all it would have shown is him beating himself. Right. Yeah, Plus, you yeah. would have had the other three guys from the UE there to back him up, which you right. know
1: could could have oh, made sense. Or he could have done the old Bret Hart uh, steel plate in the chest for the spear bit. I would have loved it. (laughs) I would have
2: loved it. Yes, Um, but Strowman didn't make any sense. The build up there wasn't any, any. and I think maybe with the NXT stuff, they could just do some kind of quick slapdash promo in and of you know, you guys are sending people to our division to take our titles, i.e., Charlotte, Rhea Ripley. Really. Well, how about this? I think we get a chance to do the same, and I understand that there's an opening. Hey, Goldberg, all right? Yeah. Who's next? You are. Who's next? The Undisputed Era. Something like that. Yeah. I would love that. You brought up uh, Charlotte and Rhea
1: Ripley a moment ago. What were your thoughts on that match and that outcome?
2: Um, I was surprised by the outcome. I was more surprised in eye-rolling with Becky and Basler, Boy. <laughs> Justin. Jesus Christ.
1: I stopped watching. I turned off WrestleMania when Becky Lynch beat Shayna Baszler. I turned right. it off.
2: Let's do these two matches. Charlotte, Rhea. I kind of get it. And, and okay, where where is she at right now, by the way? Because I'm reading, okay, she had to go back to Australia. Then she releases yeah. a video. No, I'm not in Australia. I'm here. She's in Australia. She's in Australia. Maybe they knew. Maybe they had a heads up. Like, guys, heads up. My work visa is expiring. I got to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Great match. Great match. Yeah. I thought Rhea looked good at the end of it. She went toe to toe with her. And now it's going to spark up NXT a little bit because Charlotte was there. I thought it was a fine match, fine program, and I was okay with the outcome.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I really enjoyed the match as well. Um, I was shocked at the time at the outcome um, because, you know, it wouldn't have made sense to stunt the uh, forward ascent of Rhea Ripley at that time, but then when it came out that her work visa had expired, and I imagine WWE were the people who helped her procure that work visa, mm-hmm. so they would have known that was happening so it made now in retrospect it makes sense as to why it happened but as it was happening, I was like it wasn't as mind-blowing as Shayna losing the Becky, but at the same time I was like, wow, they really did this with Charlotte Charlotte definitely didn't need this um, but, you know, it, it is what it is
2: yeah. Uh, what do you say, Marty? What do you think yep.
3: about Rhea Charlotte? Uh, I, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Uh, I was I was definitely bummed on the finish, but knowing what I know now and also knowing that we're going to be getting Charlotte versus Io Shirai, I mean, yes. very, very, very excited. Uh, although, you know, just on the match, Justin, I'm sure you're excited multiple levels <laughs> for that one. Uh, yeah. But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> by contrast, Becky and Shayna Baszler... You had in Shayna, what could have been like the perfect person to dethrone Becky, and if Shayna was the one to dethrone Becky after all this time, yeah, you could run back the match again and again and again because yeah. it's like you have the the ultimate villain versus the hero trying to get the comeuppance. And now instead, Becky's just run through everybody. Even yeah, if it wasn't a
2: fluky finish, Be- Becky and Basler because they gave themselves in their own storylines an interesting out and. Um, Victory angle to go with Baszler that I thought would have been cool. I didn't think the match was that great. Um, I'm getting a little over Becky. All right, there. I'm uh, uh, all the all the tweeting and everything like that. Like I still feel like you got a ghostwriter. I still feel like you have whoever does the Wendy's account helps you with your Twitter. I don't feel like all that's yours. Okay. Um well, we know I, Seth I, ain't helping her. Oh Jesus. No, God no. God, no. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Uh, search, delete your account meme. Delete your account GIF. Um, I thought, why did they not? What okay, you have you, you could they acknowledge the empty ring or the empty arena. They acknowledge at the very beginning. Stephanie McMahon does her little speech. We get it. This is what it looks like. Yada yada. Even the announcers alluded to that. So why did they not get back into the basler as corny as it was it could have paid paid off bore fruit the neck bite when basler bitter i mean took a bite out of her where was that basler why didn't they make this thing a dq becky holds her own and then basler goes full feral i mean full feral she starts chewing on fingers she starts like i mean like no dq to the level of Make her an MMA fighter meets Abdullah the Butcher to where when you get into the ring with her, you're like, all right, we're going to have a match. But at the same time, I'm getting this new Jack vibe from her because you already rung that bell with her biting the base of her neck and biting off a meatball's worth of meat, wink, wink, because of the amount of blood gushing out of her mouth. That moment was like, is this going to be who Baszler is? It, she's never done this ever. She's done the MMA stuff, and she chokes out people, and she's the queen of spades and she's got the spike jack, and she's badass. But they put it in the fifth gear with that bite, yeah. and I thought, okay, let's see, because g- g- B- Becky would not have been devalued, or would not have cooled off, or or, or been pushed down the ranking, if. Baszler did something so violent to her Right. la a Jericho Moxley eyeball spike yes. Or slamming her hand under the steps Or some sort of physical infraction yeah. Something Let her do it And then there's no one around That's my point about making the, 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 you know, the announcement Hey, we know that there's nobody here And everybody can see there's nobody there There's no officials to come help the announcer's gonna be like, "Oh my God, there, there's no agents there to come help her." She knows. She knows there's no one to come help Becky right now. She's taking advantage of it. She knows there's no one to come to Becky. None of her four for four horsewomen. Uh, did it happen on the second night or the first night? First
1: night. First night. Yeah. First
2: night. Damn, third match. Say, third match. I was gonna say uh, they could say uh, Seth Rollins has already left the building or something. Her yeah. fiance isn't there to help her. My God, who will come out there to help Becky? And no one. No one. And looking into the camera, bloodied face, whatever else, and like yeah. looks at the ref, like count to three. Yeah. Is Becky's like there doing the twitch? I don't care how Becky two belts, Becky three sixty five. You know, hashtag Becky roasted you. You are. If someone maims you, yeah, people are gonna get it if you lost. and be like, okay, right. that wasn't that wasn't you being you know beaten by the better woman on that day and catches catch can.
0: Yeah. No,
2: you were in there with a psychopath. And then people are going to want to see the next thing Baszler does. They're going to see how Becky Lynch recovers and how does she, does she even want to get back in there with someone like that mm -hmm. again? Give her PTSD. Right. She's all screwed up now. Yeah. Yeah, She's the door slams and she jumps and stuff like that. or She has to tap into some dark side to do the same damn thing. And they have like a women's hardcore match and they're fucking doing tacks and all that shit. Like they could have done something like that because they set the plate with the bite. Right. That bite now makes no, no sense. sense. The no. bite now is it's all, it's corny, it's pointless, it served no master, it wasn't taken advantage of. Basler now looks whatever mid card. Go back to your you know horse women that don't do jack and shit in NXT. And Becky is exactly where she was when she walked in that building with no advancement, no advancement whatsoever. If if anything, I'm I'm, I'm I could care about her next feud. I just don't.
1: That finish infuriated me. That Like I said, it made me turn off WrestleMania. And it just saying that – I never thought I'd say that sentence. Made me turn off WrestleMania. Yeah. It, you know, it just Was it easier me.
2: WrestleMania to turn off, though, with there not being – Spectacle and the grandeur. Well, yeah, I nature mean, had I been over snack. somebody's
1: house at a party or whatever, I just would have, you know, kept eating slices of pizza in the kitchen or you know, <laughs> stuffing, yeah. uh, stuffing wings down my throat or something like that. But yeah, it was, it, it did not do it for me. Um, speaking of not doing it for me, uh, how, what would your guys' thoughts on this forty-minute uh, slog of oh, Edge and uh, Randy Orton throughout the PC?
2: Too long. I liked it, but that. 20 minutes into it, it became like family guy jokish. And that's yeah. another I gotta I gotta quantify uh reactions or lack thereof with no crowd to Edge, one of the grandest returns of all time. Yeah. Rumble, and you heard that pop. And did you see the documentary? Oh, it's fantastic. It's amazing. Oh it so good. So good. And this is taken from him. Yeah. And I gotta think, like, oh my god, Edge came all the way back. at risks life and limb and a concerto yeah. and a Royal Rumble spot. And this This is the grandest stage of them all. So I'm also in his head. So the decision to go 40 minutes, it wasn't that I disliked anything they did in the match. It was just after a while, I was like, there's no way this thing is still going. Uh It was so long. That's that's really the only criticism I could level, but it's a big, big, like, Right. Right. okay, let's – let's move yeah. on come on please and all the stuff that they're doing have they gone into the back when there was people there I mean obviously I got to keep removing if there was people there if there was people there if there was right. people there there's right. there no people there all right but that should have stayed in the ring and gone 15 minutes with edge going over. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. And oh God, the insufferable counting. I mean, that's something that drives me crazy about, about last man standing matches as is. Yeah. But then when you have these 10 counts and there's no, there's no dramatics to it because there's no crowd counting along or anything like that. It just, Oh god! Uh, apparently, it's the second longest match in WrestleMania history, just behind the Iron Man Iron match. Man
2: match. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I, uh, I thought at some point I was like, "Is this no DQ last minute, or is it a fucking Iron Man match?" Because he's actually got some iron wrapped around his neck, Benoit style, back in that gym. <laughs> which <laughs> that spot, <laughs> yeah. that spot, I was like, Duh, "That was fine. a
3: bit much." Yeah, I yeah.
2: Like, I wouldn't have okayed that, but. Whatever. And they could have yeah. edited it.
3: They could have cut that. They cut enough stuff from other matches. There were weird moments. I, I could tell they spliced.
2: I, that's but, another thing. I don't yeah. get why they didn't trim that thing. Because yeah. you already heard Edge say it was filmed two weeks prior to WrestleMania. How did they watch all 40 minutes of that? Or was it was it an hour-long match? I'm like, oh, they had to get this thing down 40. <laughs> like, if that was the final edit, my head was scratching why it was so long. I mean, I hope it continues when this thing... Uh, who would you like his next feud to be by the way what is who does who does edge go with I'd love to see him
1: go with uh somebody of this generation um you know have a feud with uh, I, don't know, I don't even fucking know I, don't, I haven't watched I mean, overall we, we mentioned,
3: mentioned Alister black earlier and they certainly seem to want to push him um you know maybe there there's something there edge started as a weird gothy guy himself. Now he's got, you know, the the new version of it standing in front of him. I I, I don't know. I mean, just the idea in general of him sort of tying up, even with guys like Kevin Owens, you know, who he never really, I mean, not never really, just never got to uh, interact with could be interesting. I mean, even him against guys like uh, Seth Rollins and basically people who were kind of accustomed to as these main eventers, it's brand new stuff for Edge. So there's a lot of options there.
2: I could see that. Uh, here's what they're going to do. Uh, it's going to be Edge Roman Spear versus Spear. <laughs> Just write it. Write it, write it down. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be Edge and Roman Spear yeah. versus Spear. That'll All be. Right. It. I'm I mean, sure that match will right. be great, though. That could be fun. That could be fun. I would like, but I would like, I would like to see him because that Roman doesn't need it. Roman Roman's right. so anointed. I like Marty's idea. Grab grab someone that could use yeah. a, little, a little oomph. Someone that can move up. Um, hey, uh, what would you think about uh, Drew and Brock? Okay, so I <laughs> <laughs> this is the, t-
1: the, the 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 typical Brock Lesnar match and mm-hmm. the typical what's become your world championship matches. World championship matches used to be these epic, you know, stories being told, and now they're just uh, finisher spam, and they're over in five minutes. This, the Are you all is not-
2: watching Ruthless Aggression at all?
1: The I, I watched series. the first episode and was like, okay, this is so revisionist. Well, you know, history is written by the victors, and I'm like, okay, this is...
2: There are There is some revisionist history, yeah. but <laughs> watch all of them. They are fantastic. You're going to be able to easily spot, that didn't happen. I yeah. forgot a huge part. But they do acknowledge some pretty great stuff. That was pretty... Wh- the biggest of all, and I'll, I'll get back to your point, because That's I'm fine. making a point about what you just said in that match. They get deep into the Jindrak being a part of evolution story. Okay. That they mm-hmm. never really did. And it's awesome how, I mean, Jindrak was in Evolution. He was yeah. in it, and it was in it for a while. And his relationship with Triple H, you got to see. You just got to see. So they interviewed dude. Jindrak on the show. Oh, yeah. they, the oh, yeah. they interviewed Triple H. They interviewed Orton. They showed, I had no idea Orton and Jindrak were best friends. Uh, how Evolution got started, and then two weeks into it, uh, what the Dudley boys did to them. I, that came, That memory came flooding back to me, how everyone was pissed at Orton and Batista getting put into Evolution, and particularly, you know, known bastard Bubba Ray Dudley apparently didn't care for that and decided to damn near permanently injure both of them in the first match they had, so Evolution got put on hold for eight months. Wow. It was it, it, pretty wild. Yes, they revised some stuff, but other stuff, you're like, oh, shit, they're being kind of honest. But reason I bring that up is they show such amazing... Epic title matches. Yeah. They show the obviously ending with the botch. Kurt Angle, um, Brock Lesnar, Shooting yeah, yeah, Star yeah, yeah. botch match. But they showed the match yeah. prior to it, and they show a bunch of Triple H's title reigns, and they show Randy Orton winning the title, and Batista winning the title, and all the uh, Eddie Guerrero winning the title, and they and all these matches that they showed, and they, they were just. Nope, did see a bit of him. It's weird. I was like, God, I feel like they're forgetting someone. It's interesting. They talked about the radicals, but only three came over. Um, A lot of focus on Perry Saturn today. Yeah, there's a lot of Malenko. I had no idea. You know, the Canadian Crippler, Dean Malenko. So they they showed all these epic matches. They showed the blood from the stone match with Stone Cold. They showed Stone Cold and they showed Sean. And then I got thinking, and it's funny you bring this up, Goldberg taking the title from what? Brock taking the title from Kobe, Kobe, Kofi, Kobe, Kobe. Kobe. <laughs> Kobe. Jesus. "Um, then you've got RP. Braun and Bray, or Braun and um, uh, Goldberg. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Then you've got Rock and uh, Rock and Drew. Uh, Brock and Drew. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of some other ones. When when Goldberg Owens, and Rock,
0: Goldberg yeah, yeah.
2: and Goldberg." Goldberg. That the vast majority of these title matches, unfortunately, have been these minute-long. Oh my God! And if you listen to the Bruce Pritchard stuff, you don't talk about revisionists. He always goes like, "Why did you have him?" You know, Conrad always asks, "Why'd you beat him so quick?" It's like, "Well, no one would have seen that coming." Well, no was Well, everyone sees coming now. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. of these guys is going to lose like that. Yeah. One of these guys is. It's over and done. When's the last time we had this knockdown, drag out? Holy shit! He became the champion. Maybe Kofi last year. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Kofi? Yeah. Kofi yeah. Kofi was it.
2: Kofi and Brian was that was a okay, wow, that was a pretty epic match, but I'm trying to think of another one. Where oh, it's been a while. It's yeah. It's been an oh my god. And I, I, I need more than one of those a year. Yeah. And I can't think of one, and it probably was, and someone will correct you guys online, since Kofi Bryan. Was there another? Because Brock then immediately takes it from Kofi, dude. Yeah, And then Fiend wins it, holds on to it, and then loses it unceremoniously in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. I can't think of another epic title change. And we had two of, as you said, exactly right, spam finishing main event matches that were like, yeah. I wasn't shocked at how quickly they were over. I was, oh, that's all we got. Yeah. Well,
1: what really kills me about it is that we know that Brock Lesnar can still go. Absolutely, We know that Brock Lesnar is enjoying and uh, li- uh, thinks that Drew McIntyre deserves to be there, is very giving when he wants to, to be giving, you know, Brock Lesnar is. So the fact that we could have gotten more from Brock and Drew, and I really wanted to see it because they can both fucking go and, you know, a motivated Brock is a good Brock. You know, you look back to Brock's matches with AJ Styles, um, Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor and Daniel Bryan those three in recent years show that Brock is you know still one of the best uh, to do it just because he is this this beast this box office attraction this monster and it was it was just it was just disappointing. You know, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed sort of yeah. thing. Like, oh, man, yeah. this, this could have been so much more, and it just wasn't.
2: I expected that out of Goldberg versus whoever, right. because that's what his matches all right. are now. You're not going to get – you never got that back in the day with him. Um, But I did expect more out of Brock and Drew, mm-hmm. other than the little bit that we got, especially after the training montage and all right. that. Like, right. this is going to be a war. <clears throat> nah, just – over, done, and that's it. Um, yeah. uh, and also, I, I'm i kind of I'm, I'm re-Brocked right now after watching uh, Ruthless Aggression. There was a whole Brock episode. Yeah. And it's pretty great, and they talk about him wanting to depart the WWE, and it's a lot of people. I'm surprised they aired this thing prior to him wrestling at WrestleMania, because if Brock was to have seen it, he'd be like, oh, this is everyone's opinion of me. Q, I'm taking my belt, and I'm headed yeah. back inside Sable. <laughs> Because it was just all of them (laughs) calling him a miserable bastard behind the scenes who, when he wasn't happy, didn't want to do anything. And when he was happy, definitely was a gamer, which was rare. And even though they said, you know, even on nights where he was feeling bad, he'd still go out there and perform. But you needed to get Brock motivated. And it was hard to do that. This whole thing reeked of me, of Brock being like, I got a fat payday. I got no one there to appreciate what I'm doing. This thing's going to be quick. You and I yeah. ain't. I'm not. I'm not gonna break my back, break my ass, shorten my career, take fifty claymore kicks to the head, or throw you over the top rope, and us go and brawl yeah. on the outside, yeah. steps and chairs. For no one, now, kid. You're going over. You're gonna look like a badass. I'm leaving quick. I'm not Fair even gonna point. tell him to turn the plane off. Just yeah. keep the plane running. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Fair, fair point another thing you know it, it could have been a time issue you know uh they had already decided to broke it break it down the two nights and they're like okay well everything else went a little long so this one will be yeah. the you know got that 40 one.
3: minute match we got to fit in so
2: right I, I like you guys get five ten minutes off of orton and edge and give it to those two but, but again brock does what away. brock wants to do then if yeah. he didn't want if if that four minute match. I just feel was Brock and this is all I feel like doing. You want? I don't care if I win or lose. I'm getting paid. The check cashes. I'm banging Sable. We're gonna get in and get out, and I'm gonna leave dry. I'm not even sweating because you <laughs> saw him in Royal Rumble. Yes. yes, which was just a tour de force, yep. and that was just Brock at his peak, it was awesome. and this time I it was unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, I, that women's five way, you want to talk about you left the room <laughs> I went downstairs and started playing a game that yeah. the women's tag team title matches,
0: mm. I, I actually liked into. that
2: match, the, uh, the, the Kabuki Warriors Blitz and Cross, I, I enjoyed that one Did Um, how amazing. about we Um, I'll, I will end my portion of the podcast because <laughs> I'm hearing screaming and glass breaking upstairs yes. with the ladder match um between the three teams what did you uh what did you well, think of the decision with the uh the singles fighting for their duos Well,
1: I, if they had given it a little backstory as to why it was happening it would have been nice instead That'd of just great. saying it what was have, happening was. uh you know make some shit up who knows uh I <laughs> Honestly, though, I I thought those guys went out there, uh, like I said earlier, put their bodies on the line for for nobody um, and did a hell of a job. I thought it was pretty damn entertaining. um, But between the uh, between the three of them, Marty, what would you think?
3: Uh, I I, I thought it was a a great stunt show that would have just been, again, even better in front of 70,000 people losing their mind. But I will say, it looked like they took advantage of the fact that it was taped and was produced. I feel like it ended up being a slightly safer match than we're used to with these three-way ladder matches at the bigger a of spots. Were a little well. well I I, yeah. I think there was a, a few where they used crash pads and things like that, which uh, I would okay. not have been able to get away with during right. you know an, an arena show. So uh, you know, hats off to uh, the production team there. You know, keep them safer. Although I'm sure. A lot of those ladder shots had to suck even more without the adrenaline pump of yeah. you know, all these people going nuts for you.
2: The energy of you know tens of yeah. thousands of people cheering you on. And yeah. to Chris's point at the very beginning of this, that I had zero dog in the fight. I had yeah. zero, like, all right, well, let's see who wins this. I was just like, all right, let's let's watch some some spots. I wasn't cheering for anybody. I was cheering for Drew, and I was. Uh, cheering for Black, as weird as that match was, and I was <laughs> cheering for other people. I was cheering for Owens. Hell of a spot he did.
3: Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I for was cheering
2: for Orton. But I didn't I didn't cheer for anybody in this. It was just like Marty said, it was sort of like a, a choreographed crash stunt show yeah. that God bless them for going forward with it because they could have just been like, we're going to have a three-way. There ain't nobody here to cheer. We're not going to kill each other with ladders if there's nobody there. I was a little confused by the ending at first, because of some camera angle stuff, yeah. Because they kind of cut to underneath the ladder and showed yeah. that the belts are on the ground, but Morrison wasn't holding them, and it looked like Uso and Kofi were looking at each other like, "I guess we okay. did we lost, we lost." They lost? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm glad they did it, but I would have I would have liked I would have liked more story on a lot of this stuff. I would have liked way more story on a lot of this stuff. Well, um,
1: before we let you go, we want a little bit of story from you. A uh, couple, I guess, a month and a half or so ago, you went down mm-hmm. to uh, to the ATL for a little uh, AEW action. Just uh-huh. a couple uh-huh. couple quick little bits from that if you, if you have a minute or two.
2: I got stories I can tell you all on here. I got stories I can't say shit about yeah. on a podcast. Okay. Um, it is the coolest group of people in the locker room you've ever seen. Do you know who I met? And everybody has said is a stone cold bastard. It could not have been nicer to me. Austin Aries. I talked to Austin Aries for 10 minutes. Oh, really? Talk about just as sweet as Sherbert. And then I went back and told some other people who will go on name. Like, hey, i just bumped an Austin Aries in the hallway. That was a cool surprise. Nice guy. And they're like, what the fuck does it matter with you? Are you? <laughs> Austin Aries. Austin Aries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Austin Aries. Like, no sell John Morrison's finisher, Austin Aries. I'm like, yeah, Austin Aries. They're like, well, I'm not sure. Maybe he was on CBD oil or whatever, but that's not the Austin Aries we know. I mean, literally, literally everyone was an angel. Jim Ross did not remember me. I have hosted two shows for him. <laughs> I walked up said, good to see you again, sir. Hope to get you back in Baltimore. Introduced myself again. I mean, just blank look. No, no, no recollection. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of, and as I expected, uh, hurry up and wait. I had to get to the <laughs> arena at noon. Mm-hmm. And it was a special show because they were in Atlanta, which is TNT headquarters. And yeah. what I was told, it's usually one or two agents from the network on the road with them. And in this case, there was like 10 network representatives there because oh, they could wow. just take an Uber one minute away yeah. and watch their show. Um, I got to see people putting together the, the cage match ahead of time. Um, I don't want to blow up his spot and ruin his character but Wardlow might be one of the sweetest men you've ever met. Okay, that's all. Okay, that's all.
0: I'll
2: leave it at that. Um, I talked to you know Andy Williams a little bit about his band. Uh, you know, he's the butcher from The Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, every time I die. Yep. Every, every time I die. Um, I have become I become sort of buddies with Darby. Um, I've I've texted him quite a few times since this thing's all over. We're kind of connected over skating. Mm-hmm. We don't talk wrestling at all, but we talk about skating quite a bit and. Uh, we got to skate at Travis Pastranas' house, and I hooked him up with Bam and all that. So that night was pretty great. But it was sitting around basically for 12 to 13 hours, and I knew I was supposed to interview two people. And one of the matches went long, and one of the matches didn't have time for a promo anymore. So that got bumped. And then Jeff, God bless Jeff Jones. God bless that saint. As busy as he was, he never forgot, I got to get Justin on camera, I got to get Justin on camera. And I was always supposed to do Dark. I was never going to be doing anything sure, right. for, for Dynamite. And if the segment made it onto Dark, I was going to be impressed. It was going to be a little promo training, stretching the legs for these people. Who you know, Again, I don't want to give up too many secrets. But that just said, no, we can't do it. The match before us went too long. And then God love him. He went over to Dustin Rhodes and was like, hey, this guy needs to do a, an interview with you guys. because you got to get some tape on him. Dustin's like, let's go right now. Let's rock. And... I'm not too my own horn But I had planned on two other people yeah. for thirteen hours. <laughs> and that didn't happen. Yeah. Right. And then it went from uh, it went from let's say twelve thirty AM past midnight of me just kind of sitting there to at twelve thirty one being handed a microphone and being like, cameras rolling, go, their matches in four minutes. And what you saw on AEW Dark was me Literally just like, go. You want to talk about the opposite of the WWE? There ain't no scripts. There ain't no nothing. It is Tony Khan walking around doing everything, by the way. Tony Khan wore goddamn rocket skates. That man was back (laughs) in catering, make sure everything was okay. He was checking on people's travels. He was checking on people's uh, hotel reservations. He booked the entire tag team tornado tournament thing. Every spot, every everything. They gathered around him like a circle. And he was like, Lucha Bros, this, best friends, this, Dark Order, this, Juggle Boy, this and, and they're like, You got it, you got it. He just ripped it all off. Wow. But the guy is not a billionaire's son who kicks back and is playing with toys in a sandbox. Yeah. This guy, this ADW is going to survive this and they are going to thrive one day. They're gonna. This guy has got a love for the business, pro wrestling. That I had no idea until I you heard rumors, but then I got to see it. Yeah, he loves it. he loves it. Everyone loves him. I, I'm telling you, I want to give you dirt, and I don't have it. Well, I got one, <laughs> but I don't have it as far as somebody being a bastard. Yeah, everyone from not Kisari, even Pat. Pa- I, le- I left I left Pat alone. I left Pac alone. <laughs> alone. I think he lives the gimmick. I left him alone. Yeah, yeah. um, but I think I impressed them because it went from. You know, they usually have some hot points on a script for an interview or two. Yeah. Here's the match you're promoting. Here's the date it's taking place. Here's the opponents. Here's the the beef. Here's the quibble or the conflict. Yeah. And they're like, uh, here's what you got QT, Dustin taking on Sean Spears and uh, Avalon, I think. It was yeah. what it was. I think. I think. And go. And there was no director, no producer. It was the cameraman. He just produced it himself. He had a boom mic guy behind him. Boom I was holding the boom cam, also holding up a light wand, camera guy in the middle. I got Dustin Rhodes on one side of me. I got QT Marshall on the other. And I was like, hi there, Justin. Stengel. And I did the whole thing. Boom, one take. Dustin was like, great job. Let's go. And take. <laughs> I oh, it lasted 30, 13, 12 to 13 hours for 30 seconds. Yeah. And yeah. they were the cameraman in particular was like, great job. Great job. Damn. One take. That's what I need. One take. I love it. I don't need to I don't need to do this 15 take shit. I don't need to and he like walked away talking to himself. I don't
0: need to do this 15 take shit all the time. I need another one. I need another one. Like I'm
2: like, hey, all right, <laughs> all right. I liked it. The after party was awesome. Tony Khan might be addicted to white claw lime. He yeah. brought out cases. I think he might have a stake in white claw financially. I don't know. Do you know what this dude has a stake in? Do you know what Tony Khan? Okay. Tony Khan's dad gave him $200 a month as a stipend in college. He paid for his college, gave him $200 for food. Okay. Billionaire gave him $200 a month for food. It's like, make it last, motherfucker. Yeah. He owns a huge share in Lyft and the Unreal Engine video game system. Really? Every time someone uses the Unreal Engine, you're cutting Tony Khan a check. Anytime really? you've taken a Lyft somewhere, you're cutting Tony Khan a check. To where no one Ubered to and from the venues. Everyone was lifted. <laughs> everyone it was like, I think I at one point was like, "You want to get an Uber over to these?" Like, I'll look for a lift. Like, yeah. okay. And so we go to the after party. Everyone's hanging around with everyone. It's funny. People are kind of like factioned off. And uh, I connected with the Dark Order and hung out with uh, oh, yeah? Stu Grayson and Evil Uno and Trent from the Best Friends and Leva Bates and just just the nicest fucking people in the world Stu, i am I, is the sweetest guy evil uno is one of one of the genuinely nicest people it's funny because when you just see them as performers you're like i'm not sure if i'm in this thing or not or you love someone as a performer looking yeah. at you kevin pollock and then you get to meet kevin Pollock, <laughs> and he's the biggest son of a bitch that's ever walked the planet and you're like i hate everything kevin pollock's in now i hate it he's a bastard old movies of his now suck so I'm now watching Dark Water stuff like these guys rule because <laughs> they were nice to me at dinner. And yeah. we shared a taco platter. And no one, no one there was like, who is this guy? Right. Why is he here? Who is he? They were come sit down. Where are you from? You're from Baltimore? Justin Roberts is like, so where are you from? What do you know? What do you know about wrestling? Did you watch me Like, he was like just chatting, talking. Everyone talked. Everyone talked. There was no, you never got a sense of hierarchy except oh, right. for the Bucks, Cody, and Khan over at one table, but you could tell they were working. Yeah. They all had you. laptops, they had paperwork, and they were all cranking. So everyone was kind of like revelry around them. And you let them be. And Moxley was quietly holding court in the kind of one darkened corner of the room. And that was like, I'm going to let that guy do his thing. Uh, Nakazawa, Kenny having an intense conversation in Japanese. And it was. Like I would have liked to have gone over and said hi to him, but I didn't speak the uh, the king's Japanese. So <laughs> the emperor's, <laughs> the emperor's Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, I did not speak the emperor's <laughs> Japanese. So I had to the prime minister's Japanese. So you two just keep conversing. But literally, it was the nicest group of people. I will, I will, I will share something once this this feed ends. Yes. that was a wow. That's how wrestling works. Moment. Okay. Like, okay i've heard rumors of this before yeah but it's something that i finally got to see i can't i, I i'm telling you i was i was gifted with a and i'll never i'll never tell a soul other than yeah. you two yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. it was wild but this unfortunately uh with everything going on has put the brakes on that some people are asking if you heard anything if you heard anything yeah yeah, it's probably not going to develop into anything because they're trying to figure out how to keep their system in place and the roster going and moving forward with the people that they have and paying the people that they have. But to say to say a hiring freeze is a good idea is probably understating it a little bit. Yeah. Though I will say this remote live broadcasting stuff we have been doing at the radio station yeah. has proved it can be done and be done well and be done very compactly. To where if I ever get another chance, that was how it was going to work. I'll I'll kind of show you how the sausage is made here real quick. I was going to work Monday, Tuesday, and it all worked out. I would, in the morning, do my show on the road from whatever hotel room I was in with a Comrex unit. Chris knows what that is. And then at night, I would go and do AEW, take a red eye, get back to Baltimore, drive right to the station, do Thursday, Friday, and then rinse, repeat so wow. i would be doing one day a week on the road if sometimes if it was a west coast thing maybe yeah. two days which was the plan that we put in place and i had some bosses that were skeptical of it because they're like we're, it'll change the shit, the sound of the show and you won't sound great and there's going to be technical technical hiccups and we weren't going to know until we tried. yeah well goddamn we've had to try <laughs> yeah. One. yeah and it has been 99 percent the same show yeah. and when this all is over And hopefully, God love you, Jeff Jones, God love you, Tony, and everybody else, you give me a second crack at it. I was supposed to be at AEW Philadelphia. AEW Philadelphia was going to be my second tryout. Uh, If I get another one, and I hope I do, then I will have a little bit of proof positive to show them, hey, look, I can do this remotely because it worked just fine remotely. Josh sounds fine. Josh has spotty internet. But because of compression, it sounds great. And it worked. So – Yeah, say a little prayer for your boy, and who knows, maybe later this year, maybe early next year, uh, the good folks over at AEW will see fit to give me another chance. But if not, it was one of the best nights I've ever had. One of the best nights I've ever had. Even if nothing ever comes from it, I I look back on it with just such joy to think that I I still have value to people. I'm still worth something. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well uh we're we're obviously pulling for you here not just because of the fact that we may try to latch on to your uh your coattails if <laughs>
0: If Shit you do make hash. it there, pincers. pincers. Yes. Pincers. Yes. That's, that's
3: been
1: my
2: side hustle for the past 10 years. Yeah. and, and now, that's now, what now, I'm on his, now I'm on his <laughs> <Chris's laughs> coattail. Uh, but, yeah. So, my, new, my new side hustle is cameo.com slash Justin98Rock. $20. I'll say anything you want me to within reason. Yes. yes. Within reason. Because I already got two that I had to turn down. Like, yeah. You know what? I have Puerto Rican friends. So, no. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, nope, not happening. I'd like to work at my job on Monday. So thank you guys for uh, having me back on for yeah. the Rough House and hopefully uh, WrestleMania thirty seven from Los Angeles we can do a recap and talk about how good, bad, or indifferent the crowd was. Yes. Absolutely. Hopefully so. Yeah.
1: All right, bud. Thanks for the thank thanks for the time. So Mr. Your face, your glorious beard and your butt.
2: Thank you. Miss your hole. <laughs>
1: The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J two one N lowercase W capital G lowercase K capital P m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase
2: f u v q this is the, the rough pod. uh, podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information
0: okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth jabronis
2: and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with justin and my least favorite man on the planet christoph And Marty?
0: The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network. Listen here baby brother Got some of the Kinder care kid baby Five little small people Running to and fro Around the house You got some shit to do Leave them with me Dusty D. Diddle Rhodes At the Dusty Rhodes Detention Baby Center That's right It's a daycare For your little shits I was able to raise Dustin into the Wackadoo Tranny gold covered Wackanizzle that he was As well as Cody Whatever he did With that mustache Baby brother He picked it up At the Dusty Rhodes Detention slash daycare center. We got stuff to climb on. Big boxes, small boxes, a Mama Celeste pizza for one. That six of these motherfuckers is gonna have to split. Ain't nobody gonna get enough food. Someone's gonna have to have some Kool-Aid and five pitchers of water, but only one packet. That shit's gonna be watery, baby brother. Ain't nobody gonna get enough to eat, drink, or play with here at the Dusty Roads Detention Center. Look for me. I'm the house with the spots and the sun with the gold ass paint passed out in the front yard. Use code MUSTACHE for 5% off your child if it's a baby of color, baby brother.